The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, y'all. We are back with another episode of Growing Pains Podcast, where we talk about business, music, and the life of a young adult. Today, we are doing another episode of Go-Getter Development. Uh, If y'all saw the one we did uh, before with David Shands, it's basically an episode where we bring on super incredible, super dope business coaches who come on and teach us. So instead of us doing our typical interview, y'all will be able to learn some gems and dope things from them as they train us on a few things that we're dealing with. our business so yeah before we start we wanted to do a recap, recap. real quick recap, recap. recap. Yeah. so <laughs> can i go with mine um no. yeah no. but hold up <laughs> so july we did um an episode talking about our goals and then we did our first go get a development um and so it's basically been about a month and some change since that happened. So we just want to talk to y'all about what we've done since then, what we haven't done since then. And, and this is holding us accountable to make sure that we're actually doing stuff For and sure. not just wait, wasting these coaches' time. And also showing y'all, like, how it looks to be consistent and bringing y'all in on the journey of our billion-dollar brands. Billion-dollar brand. Big B. Yeah. So you want to go? All right. So I'll go. So – this is pretty much actionable steps that we had to take within our business. Over the last month, I've had to work on just getting things done behind the scenes. So with David Shan's episode and the go get development, the two steps that I had to take was getting out of the space of constantly creating and working toward like more, striving for more, setting a standard in my business. So I've been doing that recently by just setting a standard, seeing how long does it take me to complete each design, whether that's a YouTube thumbnail, a flyer, an intro, outro, different things of that nature. And so with that being said, I wrote all of those down. um, And then most of them were like a 48 hour turnaround. The intros and outros last about a week. Um, And then YouTube thumbnails is really like a 48 turnaround, if not shorter, a period of time. But the standard is to have all of those inquiries sent within a 48 hour turnaround or earlier and so um yeah i've been working on that and setting that standard and sending it to all different clients and also just making sure that 
it's clear. So what I did was I set the standard of writing my estimated turnaround times for each service. And then I went ahead and messaged all clients that I needed to in order to let them know that this is the time that I need things done. If you don't have it back in this time, don't expect it to be done in the time that you expect. Mm -hmm. um, and so we got real clear on that. And now I'm at a point where I'm moving forward in that process. Okay. Period. Nice. Let's go. I'm glad to hear that. Well, I know we're all going to go, but it seems like... I feel like we've all been improving and For doing sure. what we said we're going to do. Definitely. Um, okay, but I'll go. Um, for mine, he was telling me... He was he gave me an idea on some public interviews to do. Um, so that was one. And then he told me to get clear on my brand story. Not just making it seem like I just popped up and was Christian, but telling people what, how I resonate with my brain, basically. And then the last thing for me was to get clear on what what I'm doing. He, he felt like I was confused on my direction and where I was going. Um, so for the content, I have been doing that. And in VestFest, I've been asking people, I've been telling people my brand, my brand message, and then I asked them, what does walk wisely, what God mean to them? Um, and that's something that's on my job that I just recently did. And I've been getting some good answers. Mm -hmm. um, answers that are really good that I probably, most of them videos are trash because the mic was terrible. But anyways, yeah, I've been doing that. So I've been doing that. And then the next thing was my brand story. I got clear on my brand story. So what it is, is I, I tell people how before I gave my life to God, I felt like I was meant for more. And I feel like I was on a path to nowhere. And once I gave my life to God and started being intentional, he gave me my vision on what I was called to do. And once I started obeying and doing what I was called to do, then I started feeling a sense of fulfillment, a sense of purpose, a sense of I started feeling better, you know. And so once I started doing that, it helped me drop bad habits. Mm -hmm. it, it helped me be more intentional on how I was living. And I feel like with other young adults, if they grow their relationship with God so God can tell them what they were called here to do, I feel like it would improve the quality of young adults' lives and the, uh, the quality of the world because people would be in their purpose. So that's my brand story. And then the last thing is get clear on what I'm doing. So the vision for where I'm going is for me to have a – Christian streetwear brand that has a really tight community mm -hmm. for one for two I see my brand doing production so on YouTube and also short form content and even like like films you know just all the whole content space I, I see my brand dominating in the content yeah. space um, and also I see my brand doing things in real life too so meetups and events and and um you know, doing things like uh, missionary tri trips where we're going across the country and even um, me investing in other young adults brands, other faith based brands that um, are up and upcoming. So that's the vision for my brand that just the whole aspect. So that's what I've gotten clear on. That's great. Uh, yes. You did a lot of growth so And you far. forgot something. Oh, y'all. You dropped. The main, <laughs> the main important thing. <laughs> Yes, and also I did drop my clothes, and it did it did really well. It did great. It did really well, yeah. And um, I just put in, in another order for a restock, so 
Yes. Yeah, the crew next yeah, is going God. crazy. For I'm not sure. gonna lie. Y'all see it? Hold on, show them Yeah. 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 Big crew next. <laughs> Walk wisely with God. You Do feel it. Me? Yes. So, um. Since, well, the main thing David told me uh, that I needed to do was, like, have more direction. And he's like, you're doing too much. You're trying to do this, trying to do this, trying to do this. Like, focus on just your main goal. And so I automated my sewing company. Um, and it's actually crazy. Like, I've been seeing some of my, my like, my emails. They've been doing, like, a lot better. Like my, what do you mean? Like the uh, like the open, open rate? Yeah, okay. they're like at 40, 50 percent. Okay, that's really okay. good. Yeah, so uh, automated my emails, uh, automated my posts and stuff. I actually think I'm gonna keep doing that because it has given me more time um, to focus on my brand. Oh, and even with my classes, I pre-recorded them, um, and so I think I want to do that again for the next month. It's like automate everything, pre-record all my stuff just because September is about to be like a super busy month for my brand. Um, but that was cool. Uh, but now also what I want to move towards is let me find someone, uh, hire somebody to actually run Ellis Sewing Company. Uh, maybe mm. one person for the Instagram and then one person to keep sales uh, coming in for my course. And I would just give them a percentage like commission basically mm. of the sales and so that was a, a, a main thing that I needed to focus on so I could spend more time on my brand. But I got a part of my website done, and now I just need to finish, like, the rest of it, like the shop part, all of that good mm -hmm. stuff. And what else? Um, oh, I've been getting I've been getting more stuff together for my content. So uh, on our way back from Miami – I feel like I got really clear on what exactly to do for my content. And so now it's just a matter of like setting up all my shoots and different things like that. And I think I'm going to start moving more towards trying to be my own photographer instead of the model. That way I could just take my own. Okay. Shabbat Jael. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Um, so that's been another thing. Um, I wrote some stuff down. Da-da-da. Website. Oh, my email list. Okay, I did start building my email list. And then I already had an email list for Jael um, that I have built. Of, and I have about 1,200 people in there. And so I'm reaching out to those people today to just kind of, like, start the engaging with them again mm -hmm. and move them to, like, a new segmented list. Like, because they are part of... I guess that, that list of 1,200 people were for custom dresses. But, oh, like, okay, segmented, segmenting the list to see, okay, Who's out of these the people, yeah, yeah, who would be interested in my ready-to-wear, mm. my future collections for, like, my website. Mm -hmm. And so I'm reaching out to them today, and then... That's a good idea. Yeah, because it's, like, that's you already a customer base mm -hmm. right there. And you don't want to send emails to people who are not signed up for that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that. And then, um, oh, yeah, since I'm launching in the next two weeks, I've been reaching out to my connections, just seeing what I could do to get my name in as many places as possible. And so I also am even thinking about reaching out to some magazines today and tomorrow. Just like all the it's like I have so many resources mm -hmm. in the fashion industry. So just like yeah. anything I can do to get my product in front of places, I'm trying to do that as well. And then... Is that everything? 
Yeah, that's everything that I've done. Let's go growth. Yeah. Everything y'all didn't execute on? Oh, yes. So, oh, you just made me think. So there's some stuff that I pay other people to do for me that they messed up. So I paid, um, I needed to get fabric sourced. And so I paid for some stuff, some fabric sourcing, but I didn't get anything that I was really looking for. Mm -hmm. And then I paid for someone to make my patterns for me to send to, like, give to the manufacturer. And I didn't even realize that they, like, messed up on everything because I just assumed they had great reviews. I just assumed they were going to do it correctly. And so it was, like, not till, like, a few weeks later I realized, oh, wow, they messed up on everything. So that kind of threw stuff off. And then I did say I was going to have my whole website done and my samples ready by now. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things I haven't got done yet. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely um, executed on getting coaching because I remember we spoke about that in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. Executed on getting coaching. uh, The message that I got from Dave as well, aside from setting a standard, Mm -hmm. is to delegate. I didn't act on that. And the only reason being is because with my coach, he was saying that if you don't have the back end stuff done as far as you know, the amount of clients that you're working with, removing yourself from a la carte and transitioning into retainer and subscription, then it's the foundation will uh, fail. So mm-hmm. I definitely am working on setting a foundation as far as the standard, getting the business in order, um, making sure that like there's a consistent income coming in first before hiring mm-hmm. somebody off and trying to find talent. So instead of finding talent, I can go into, you know, having someone assist me with answering emails or text messages because that would save a lot of time. So that's one thing that I didn't execute on so okay. far. How about you? Um, I feel like I I would say the only thing I didn't execute on, and it, he didn't even tell me directly, but it's something that I got from the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. But when I told him, I hope young adults grow the relationship with God so that they can operate in purpose, he said... I think he said something like, I don't see how you help young adults or I don't know how you do that. How do you do that? And I remember just saying like, you know, I post content. But then just recently it's like you have to do it in real life. Right. Yeah. You know? And so that's something I haven't did yet is putting something together where we can come together in real life, do something in real life. We host I host calls, so I guess that's real life. But I'm talking about physically, like all of us being in a room mm-hmm. or being somewhere where our physical bodies are there. So that's something I'm working on. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, y'all, that's I really, like that. Yeah. Let us sure. know what y'all have been working on so far. You know, some things that you executed on yep. within the last month or so. Um, and yeah, we'll follow up to it. All right, y'all. So, thank you for tuning in. I'm super proud of us. We really have gotten a lot done in the yes, past sir. month or so. Let's get it. So, let's get into this episode with Maya Elias. It's going to be a great coaching session. Let's go. For the brand. <laughs> Hey y'all, we are back with another episode of Growing Pains Podcast where we talk about business, music, and the life of a young adult. Today we are doing another episode of Go-Getter Development. Uh, If y'all saw the one we did uh, before with David Shands, it's basically an episode where we bring on super incredible, super dope business coaches who come on and teach us. So instead of us doing our typical interview, y'all will be able to learn some gems and dope things from them as they train us on a few things that we're dealing with in our business. So yeah. 
Let's go. And we're here with Maya Elias, the Woo! CEO of Built to Impact, <laughs> a high-end coaching program for women in faith and so much more. And then we also have Rebellious Fit. She's also a CEO of Activewear. Let's get it. Period. <laughs> Let's go. We appreciate you. Yes, so kick off, to kick off this segment, um, we have some cards right here. Okay. And we're going to have you pick them. And on the back, going to be a question. You can read the question and then answer it. Oh, all righty. Let's see. Growing Pains cards. Yes. <laughs> All right. The question is, what are three ways that you can fund your business to scale? That's crazy how you got that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was like random. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It's super random. Okay. Three ways that you can fund your business. The first way is your nine to five. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people downplay their nine to five. Mm -hmm. You know, the cool thing on the internet is to talk about, you know, leaving your job and all of that. But it's yeah. like your job is what's going to fund the lifestyle that you want until you can afford the lifestyle that mm -hmm. you want. Right? right. So start putting money aside um, with your nine to five. Second way is just any type of side hustle. Mm -hmm. So whatever you can do really well on the side, if I were to, um, start my business all over and I wanted to make money quickly, I would do a done for you service, meaning a service where I'm doing something for somebody versus teaching. So a done for you service could be graphic design. It could be web design. It could mm. be photography. It could be video editing. Just any type of freelance gig is a great way to make money really quickly. So just decide how much extra you need. If you're like, okay, I need an extra $1,000 a month, mm -hmm. um, figure out your pricing and go get $1,000 worth of projects. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third way is to, I guess, ask people, right? Go get a loan so you can formally get a loan. Um, and it, again, it really depends where you are in business and how much money you need, credit. So I'm not opposed to people using credit cards to fund whatever they need for their business, mm -hmm. especially if it's something like equipment. If you need a new camera, a new lens, a new laptop, I'm not opposed to people using credit if they know that they are using the credit uh, to make more money. I'm opposed yeah. to people using credit just for the sake of like, oh, I need this new purse so I can flex on the gram. There's right. no ROI in flexing on the gram at all. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not opposed to people using credit or borrowing from somebody that they trust and intend on paying back mm -hmm. if they plan to use that money to make more money. Okay. That's good. I love that. That was a great yeah. answer. Right. Yeah, good. So Thank when you. it comes to coaching, what would you say like your specialty is so that they know because we know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So my specialty with coaching is helping people master their message. Uh, messaging is essentially how you communicate your value to mm -hmm. your ideal client or customer. Um, how you communicate what you do in terms of your expertise and who you want to work with. Mm -hmm. So in short, I just say messaging is who you are who you help and how you help them. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's really good. Yes, so sure. where would y'all like to um, start as far as like the coaching Yeah, because I got some questions. <laughs> yeah, got some questions. <laughs> I already answered 21 questions before. Yes, for sure. Let's do it. Like, what's, your What's your social security number? Right. I'm like, oh, I'm in the hot seat. No, for real. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, my God. Right. Um, okay, so I can go first. That's okay. cool, yeah. Okay, cool. So... My first question would be, how can I build a strong community around my brand in person and online? So I feel like um, 
I have like you know followers and stuff, but I want to build like actual community community where they're talking to each other and it's like a lot of engagement. Or if I want to do a meetup, it's like like a really strong like you know Apple for instance. Mm-hmm. I feel like they made a staple in their lane. Like they have their community strong. Like they're not going to Android. Mm-hmm, That's what sure. I want to do around my brand too. Gotcha. Okay, really great question. So building a community, you want to figure out like what the core message or the core vision or purpose or okay. mission is around your community. Um, so figuring out like what is something that you really enjoy to do? What's something that you strive to do? Um, what would you say is something that's really important for your brand? My brand, um, I would say, well, I use my brand to help young adults grow their relationship with God and operate in their purpose. So something mm. I always talk about is, you know, being in your callings or doing what you're called to do and building your relationship with God so you can figure out your purpose. Mm, okay, I love that. So even if you had a community, let's say every month you did like a virtual Bible study with people, mm, okay. that's a great way for them to come together. Mm-hmm. But then every time you did Bible study, there was like a different topic. Like, okay, this month for a Bible study, we are focusing on finances. This month for Bible study, we are focusing on our health. This month mm. for Bible study, we're focusing on whatever. And figuring out like, what are the core pillars of like getting closer to God? Like you said, of course, your purpose maybe you could break down purpose into like you know purpose with your finances purpose in your relationships purpose with blah 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 and every time that you guys met up it was always about being like meaningful and purpose driven with your relationship with God so that way there is a core commonality amongst the people in the community okay that's good I like that's that that's really awesome. good yeah, I like so that. I wanted to ask um you know as a former designer <laughs> I definitely had a question about like how to create a no-brainer offer slash package and mm. removing myself from the ally cart space because the ally cart space can be a little ghetto. It is very <laughs> ghetto. Yeah. Yes. So how do I get from that space? Um, I have some off potential offers for clients right okay. now. My main niche is doing YouTube thumbnails, but I want to yeah. add more value to people. So I was thinking yeah. uh, for the content creators like YouTubers and stuff, I can do video editing for their brand accounts. I can manage their social media and market it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel as though I have the numbers to show from my own page um, where I can show them like this is how you can increase your um, engagement and stuff on your page and by yeah. being more consistent and active. Um, so the main thing is really just how do what specific services can I provide and package up where it's a no brainer deal? Yeah, I like that. So you're thinking maybe like YouTube management, essentially. Yeah, YouTube management, uh, Instagram, different things. Gotcha. That are okay. Yeah, I really like that. So I would consider what you're doing for clients on a recurring basis. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes people might put together packages like, oh, I can, you know, create a cover photo for your YouTube and I can create a promo graphic for your YouTube, but then that's not recurring, right? You're not right. Every week you're not changing the cover photo every week. You're not having a, a promo graphic, a general promo graphic for the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So I do like the idea of YouTube management, especially if you know that people want these thumbnails because they want attention, right? right? So the best way to also figure out like, the uh, type of offer you want to create is really understanding why people are coming to you. At the end of the day, they're not just coming for a graphic. They're coming for attention. They want to be seen. They want to break through the noise. So even when you're positioning the YouTube management package, you want to talk about like YouTube management so you can stand out, so you can grow your following, Mm. so you can be, you know, in the top 50 podcast. Right. So, and you know, that's just part of your messaging, really understanding what they want and communicating the value of why they should hire you for YouTube management 
beyond just you know a graphic okay cool and so it shouldn't be um so right now it's like all of that like you said like a youtube banner or a cover for their profile picture it's like a one-time thing the thumbnails are reoccurring but they're not reoccurring where there's a stable package so i definitely need to create a package for that um and would you suggest as far as like adding additional services like a logo design animations um we talked about the branding and marketing and potentially like hiring other people to like film or you know shoot the content for them as well Mm -hmm. like would those be potential services or just start off with like the management of things for now right i mean you could really do whatever it is you wanted Mm -hmm. um and i know that's just a really generic response but i think it's being clear about what you truly desire to do right because like we with the right system we could build any type of business but it is really important you know that you guys and you know when i'm telling talking to my clients that we build a business that we enjoy doing right right? so you don't build this business of like oh now i have to manage videographers and i have to be Mm. on them for editing the videos and you're like dang why did i get into this business i really just wanted to help people grow their youtube but i didn't want to be you know I didn't want to be a producer, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be responsible for like recording their podcast and editing the audio and all of that. Got it. So I think for you, I would just consider what you enjoy most about helping your clients, where you spot gaps with them Mm -hmm. and how you uniquely want to fill those gaps. Okay. And so what I mean by that is when I was a web and graphic designer, the way I got into messaging is because, you know, this as a web and graphic designer, oftentimes people will come to you and they don't know what, should be on their website right they're like here are the colors that i want and i did a photo shoot last week and they think that's a website and it's like well (laughs) we need words on the website right so they really struggled with their copy um so one of the gaps that i recognized was that they were unsure about their messaging they were unsure about their copy so i would coach them on that and then the second thing that i noticed is Um, once their website would be up, they didn't know how to drive traffic to their website. So that's how I started coaching people in marketing and building their online brand. And so I knew I was okay with filling that gap of helping with their messaging and helping them with their marketing. But I didn't want to necessarily fill the gap of like, let me do your photography or let me shoot your videos or whatever, any other gap that I might have noticed. Mm -hmm. So spot the gaps and then be clear on what gaps you're willing to fill Mm -hmm. and be okay with... um, turning people away, so to speak, or like sending them to somebody else for those other gaps, right? So if you're like, hey, I can manage your YouTube, but you need to work, you know, you need to hire your own videographer. Mm, So don't feel like you have to do everything for your clients. That definitely makes sense. Um, You want to go next? Yeah. So uh, in about two weeks, I'm going to be launching uh, these corset pants for my fashion brand. Mm -hmm. Keep passing her the phone so she can see them. (laughs) So I call them. I call them Jio jeans. Oh, nice! Thank you. I like these. Thank you. Um, they can't see it on here. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> producer, you gonna put the the shot up? Okay. I'm trying to tell him how to do his job. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> and it. so um, I'll be launching those in about two weeks. Uh-huh. Um, before now, my brand has always been custom, but this will be me entering that uh, manufacturing and ready to wear space. So nice. people could just go to my website and buy something. Them. Um, so my gowns that I typically do are for like a few thousand dollars, like fifteen hundred to about like thirty five hundred. Uh-huh. But my ready to wear space, I want that to be uh, about like maybe three, four hundred to fifteen hundred. That's uh-huh. like the price range for uh-huh. my ready to wear. Because I, I imagine my brand being like the next Gucci, right? Okay. I so about brand messaging. So what do you think I should be doing, or 
I guess a better way uh, to say it is how should I pr- position my brand uh, with me being a smaller brand? Uh, like I only have about 5,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, with me being a smaller brand, how should I position it or what should my messaging be in order to get clients to see the the value? Like, oh, this brand deserves to be paid this much um, because I feel like that's all based off of like what the client perceives or the customer yeah. perceives. So. Okay, really good question. So the first thing that I would say is one of the things you said is like you see yourself being the next Gucci mm-hmm. or I'm sure there's probably other brands that you have researched that you're like, yes. okay, I admire this company. I want to be like them. Tell me, why do people like Gucci? I think one, because of what it means to wear Gucci. It's like a symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, they identify with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like, oh, if I wear Gucci, people assume I have money or mm-hmm. it's like a status symbol. There we yeah. go. Um, yeah. Also quality. Uh, right. I, I feel like that's another reason that people support Gucci. Um, also trust. Uh-huh. Gucci has been around so long um, and it's continued to be a brand that people could come to. Mm-hmm. So people trust it. They know that I can pay Gucci X amount and get this result or get this um level of service and so i think Mm. that plays a part as well okay how did gucci become that status symbol though Mm, i don't know actually uh so i i I think it's worth you know researching that but i think a lot of the things you said are really important to note right so there's trust the level of service people can expect the quality the association of wealth with Gucci or, you know, having money. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can you create these same yeah. things within your business? Um, even if you do, you know, so right now your your primary thing is clothing, right? Mm-hmm. No accessories yet. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. So even if like you do a photo shoot, but then the person, you know, wearing the pants has a Gucci belt on yeah. or they have like a Gucci clutch. So it's like luxury associating with luxury. I like So people that. are like, okay, obviously the type of people who wear these pants, you know, have money. And then, you know, it's like, what is the level of service when it's getting delivered? Are you mm-hmm. just delivering it in a regular plastic wrap bag and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's in FedEx and all of that? Mm-hmm. Or are they like unboxing it? Is it like in a nice box with a bow, mm-hmm. with a handwritten letter? Um, do you have a logo that you want people to be familiar with? You know, so maybe you have your logo monogrammed all over, you know, the box. So people are familiar with, they see the logo, they see the quality box where the product is, where the product is inside. So I would just start studying luxury brands, um, what the buying experience of it is like, even if you can't buy them for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can go in the store and just say, hey, what is the process of like when you guys ship this out to customers or yeah. you know, test out the online experience when people are, you know, uh, buying and ordering things online and then say, what are some of the things that I can adopt right now in my own business? Yeah. Okay. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> like, I know, because. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, though. Thank you. Um, well, you could do yours, and I'll wait till it comes back to me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next question would be, um, how would you recommend me to build, like, brand authority? So I feel like Nike did a really good job. Um, when you think of athletic shoes, I feel like you all automatically think of Nike, and I think they do a really good job at um, promoting their brand message. And I want to do the same thing, like around my content, just creating like a lifestyle where when people think of like Christian streetwear or getting in your purpose or growing your relationship with God, oh, wise label. Or when you think of walk wisely with God or when you think of wise or anything around 
those words, you're going to think of wise label, you know? Mm-hmm. Got you. Is your brand, is it a streetwear brand? Yes. or Okay, got you. So some of the things I think about when I think of authority, and I usually am thinking more so in like the coaching expert and service based space. Mm-hmm. But when I think about authority, I think about somebody who has results. Um, I think about somebody who they have receipts, they're really confident within their message. So it's like, how can you differentiate yourself from any other streetwear brand? Um, And in order to do this, you have to do your research and see like, who are my quote unquote competitors? I know, you know, we hear people saying like, oh, you're not competing with anybody, you're competing with yourself. You're competing with people. You are in the marketplace, you have competitors. And if you're not sure who your competitors are, I define my competitors as people who are, of course, who are doing something similar to me, similar price point as me, similar following as me, similar community as me. And if my client was choosing between me and somebody else and I almost lost money because they were going to go to the other person, that is my competitor. Mm-hmm. So I would take a look at, you know, other, you know, faith-based streetwear brands um, and, you know, take a look at what they're doing and adopt some things from them that they are doing well, but also be clear on what do I do differently so I can stand out as an authority. Authority figures definitely stand out. Hey y'all, what's up? I know you're enjoying the episode, but real quick, who wants to take a second to talk to y'all? Hey, pull out your phones right now and text the word GP crew to the number down below. Let's get it. Go do that right now. You're going to get updates about new drops, events, and so much more. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let me get back behind the camera. Let's get it. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, So one of the questions that I have was a lot of people suggest for me to delegate right now, um, but then also like some mentors from from graphic designer mentors, they've been saying like, okay, you can delegate, but you still have all these other stuff going on in the back end. Yeah. Um, So... Would you suggest like delegating first or more so assistance? So like how you have um, when we did this planned out this interview, you had someone set the date mm-hmm. and, you know, get all of the details that's needed in mm-hmm. order to prepare for this yeah. interview. So what would be more the best option right now in this moment? Yeah. So the best option um, and I would have to, of course, know more about like how much you're making, how where you're spending your time. But I would say just getting an administrative assistant. So I do have a lot of clients who, you know, have uh, agencies like web and graphic design companies. Mm -hmm. And I say that they should delegate the administrative part first and then the talent second. Because it it is easier to, you know, delegate somebody scheduling a call or onboarding a client because there's, it's kind of no brainer, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a really cookie cutter process. You want to set the standard of like how they interact on your behalf and and all Mm. of those things. But I would say start there. Um, And the reason I say start there as well is, you know, I have my clients take a look at how much money they're making and how much time they're spending in the day, right? So if you work a seven hour day and you're spending three of those hours doing administrative things, but you could be taking on additional clients, you know, if you would prefer to just spend seven straight hours designing, you could mm-hmm. delegate those three to four hours to somebody else doing the administrative task. Got it. And one way that I also have people look at delegating and hiring when they're nervous about like having the money like let's say you make $75 an hour as a designer if you freed up 
an additional three hours to um, to take on more $75 an hour clients, you could afford to pay somebody $25 an hour to do that administrative mm -hmm. stuff. So you want to make sure you're doing the most high value activities within your company, which is going to be the design yeah. and getting clients. And then you want to delegate the low level activities that they're still important, but they're just not as much as the $75 an hour. Most definitely. That comes with, um, so like my morning time, when I do take that time out to respond to different clients or potential right. clients, it'll be like an hour or two that has gone by of right. just responding to people. And then half of, some of those people don't even follow through with right. uh, inquiring an order. Mm -hmm. um, and so I definitely think the administrative process would be best to tap, delegate off first. Mm -hmm. So like what's the system that I should create in order to vet clients where it's like clear. Um, so I previously tried to get in Chris Doe's program and he had like a system and I didn't get in because I didn't meet the requirements yeah. at the time. So like what's the proper way to set the standard? To vet that? your clients? Yeah, like to vet take on potential client? clients to yeah. take on. Um, I mean, what is your, what's the qualifications of people who want to work with you? Um, definitely. I would say the main thing is being consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I have some clients where they'll take time off and it's just like, okay, when you come back, you're expecting that same demand for me to like right. drop everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I recently have been setting a standard of letting people know I need this in a certain amount of time. You mm -hmm. can't send this. Um, and I've been getting that organized. So the first thing is setting a standard of consistency. It's a recurring thing. It's not like you're disappearing, coming back. It's a consistent business. Yeah. Um, and then also having a standard for what content is being produced. Like, what's the clarity of the content? What mm -hmm. direction are we going yeah. in? Mm -hmm. um, and that way we have a system for templates and all of that stuff. Right. And it's not just we're just creating constantly. Um, right. How can we do this in the most effective way? Gotcha. Um, so those are the two things. I'm still mapping out the rest currently. Gotcha. Okay. I just want to point out he asked two questions. Yeah. I'm coaching. Okay. Maya is here and we're, I'm getting <laughs> no, coached. Okay. Sure. Um, but I'm totally teasing. Uh, <laughs> definitely just being clear on the type of clients you want, but it also sounds like maybe enforcing more like policies, so to speak. So of course, like it sounds like the client that you want has an ongoing podcast or ongoing YouTube show. Yeah. So this is probably somebody that you want to see who has history of being consistent so pro your, your ideal client is probably not somebody that's like i'm i'm planning on starting a show right it's probably somebody that's like i've been you know consistent on instagram for the past you know 18 months and now i want to start a podcast so you see some level of consistency even if it's not the podcast or the youtube you see that they've been consistent with their voice and their message mm -hmm. um somebody who is very clear on like, okay, I am going to, you know, have one season and there's going to be 20 episodes. So you at least have an understanding of like how much work that they are expecting from you. It's not somebody that's like, well, I don't know how many episodes and they do three podcast episodes and they're like, well, I don't need your services anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I would set a standard and or a policy that's basically saying like, we have to work together for a minimum of three months. And um, if you decide to, you know, stop using our services, you need to let us know 30 days in advance. So that way your money just isn't like cut abruptly. Okay. So I would set those standards up front and those expectations up front of like, listen, we work with people who are consistently producing episodes. If that's not you, this might not be the best fit. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. One more questions, Trey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did actually get an idea from what you said at first um, as far as like, 
Association of Wealth. Mm-hmm. So one thing I thought about was I can start, um, I already work with clients, like women who are millionaires and things like that. So bringing in more women like that and tell them, hey, can I set up a photo shoot for you in uh, one of my pieces? And basically, it would almost be like a, a mini interview, like it could be a reel or something, mm-hmm. uh, photo, uh, like a video of them in my garment, but me asking them questions about like a little bit about their story. It could be like a minute and a half long. Mm-hmm. And then in the caption, it could talk about so-and-so made $5 million off her business. She does this, she does that, and talk about her accomplishments. And then that could be a way of um, having like, that association of well like oh she has this person that she works with this yeah. person that she works with and so that's one idea i just got based off of what she said but yeah. um my next question is so like i said my launch is in two weeks i basically want to know uh, what are some key things i should be doing when it comes to marketing and the next like well like yeah two and a half weeks leading mm-hmm. up to the launch and then the next like four to five weeks after the launch. Cause my goal is to make uh, 60 sales right now. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to do like a bigger launch later, mm-hmm. but for this first launch, I just wanted to shoot for 60. So what are some things that I should be doing? Got you. Okay. What is the name of your brand? Jael. Jael. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what is, what is your core message? Like who is, how would you describe the ideal customer? What is she like? What is she? Oh yeah, eating? I got that one yes, for you. Tell me about so, that. <laughs> my ideal client. So she is a woman who is either a successful entrepreneur or mm-hmm. she's just successful in her career career field. She is a woman who absolutely loves fashion. She loves uh, being unique. She loves being set apart. She's a socialite, uh, or she's always mm. um, going to events, right? So she's always needing to get dressed up, whether it is more formal or maybe a little bit more. Um, I don't want to use the word chill, but you know, like the brunches are like cute yeah. little women's yeah. events that you mm-hmm. go to, things like that. So she's always going places. Uh, she's a woman that truly knows her value. So yeah. she loves to spoil herself. She loves yeah. to do things for herself. So yeah. she, if she's getting on a flight, she's getting first class. Uh-huh. If she's going to a spa, she's going to a luxury spa. Yeah. She is a woman who treats herself and has no problem doing it. Yeah. When she walks in a room, she owns it. She's confident. She's yeah. bold. And yeah, so when it comes to purchasing from my luxury brand, she sees no problem like spending the price because she just feels like I deserve it. And yeah. I, I want to have a piece that nobody else owns. I want to mm-hmm. be able to stand out in the room. And so that is that is my girl right there. OK, I love it. I think that is really good. Do you have a tagline? Um, I've been trying some stuff out, okay. but I don't I don't have anything. Okay. Yet. That's totally fine. So I like the idea. Of, oh, wait, actually. OK. OK, I'll say. I was thinking Jael and something about like for the set apart woman. Okay. Um, because my, I, I created the whole couture brand. Um, well, I, when I rebranded as a couture brand, it was because God told me this is what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like the set apart, is like a biblical thing without yeah. me being so in people's face that it's biblical. Yeah. And so, yes, uh, Jael okay. for the set apart woman, something along those lines. Okay. I like that. So what I would do, anytime I think of messaging, I'd like to define what certain things mean, right? So I would define, like, what does the set-apart women do? Mm -hmm. How does she live? What does she look like? And I think you did a good job describing that. Yeah. And so 
when you're working with, you know, some of your clients and you're getting this content, I would love to see like footage of them being set apart. So maybe like mm. they're getting ready. You see them spraying on their perfume. You see them putting on their earrings. You see them, you know, putting on your custom pants. They're mm -hmm. about to go to a meeting. Um, you know, they are the socialite, right? So when they're getting ready and they're going to these places, maybe you have one scene where, you know, they are going to a business meeting. There's another scene where they are going to a brunch. There's another scene where they're going to a conference and you're asking them like how do you uniquely set yourself apart from the yeah. crowd so i think more so of the storytelling in alignment yeah. with your brand versus just like this woman is rich and yeah. here's what she accomplished right yeah. but more so like here is how this accomplished woman sets herself apart i like that i like that that's good um awesome. and i throw it one more so straight through it one more <laughs> um let me see okay and then well, actually, okay, yeah, yeah. So as far as, like, emails that I send out, um, what type of emails do you think would um, convert the best? Maybe it could be, like, some type of titles that you have in mind. Or even when it comes to my email marketing, I've been trying to think, like, should I keep them short? Should I keep them long? Or what are just some tips you have along the lines? Yeah, that. typically with e-commerce, I do see them shorter. Like okay. I see usually longer emails with like personal brands because they're doing gotcha. storytelling and okay. all of that. Um, maybe your first couple emails can just talk about like the mission and who it's for and all of that. But lots of visuals and you're going to want to do market research to really see why people like your brand, right? So okay. is it they they like how the pants feel is it they like how they look in the pants like oh it cinches your waist or you know it highlights your curves or whatever it is mm -hmm. um so we want to pay attention to that so we know what wording to use in your emails and again i'm i'm always about research so i would be subscribed to you know louis vuitton i would be sub subscribed to gucci i would be subscribed to fendi like subscribe to those newsletters and see um, what they are saying yeah. within their messaging. Of course, yours is going to be a little bit different since you're a smaller brand. So you're, the beauty with being a smaller brand is that you can create community and intimacy starting yeah. out. So you, your message is going to be a little bit more personalized, but we can still look to these larger companies to see what can we adopt from them. I like that. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so... So... My, I just dropped um, some shirts and crewnecks for my brand like mm -hmm. two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It did pretty well. I sold out of the black and I have one of everything of the white and a few like no of the gray and a little bit of the white. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I just reordered some more short shirts and I'm trying to figure out, well, you can give me your perspective on if I should get a kiosk or should I just put some ads for my brand to increase website traffic. Um, I contacted some kiosks, some kiosks in mm -hmm. the mall, and it feels like it's a lot of like stipulations and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I might as well just put that same money in some ads and just do it that way. And I can collect data and stuff and it's right. like right there. So what would, what would you recommend me to do? I would recommend running ads because you have a bigger reach and less stipulations. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be really clear on like what your goal is. Is it, I want more people on the website or I want more sales? Cause those mm -hmm. are two different things. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely would recommend ads. I don't, I mean, I think Shans would be a good person to ask about the kiosk. I know that was something oh, yeah, he's yeah. done years <laughs> ago. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but from my experience, what I've just seen work is I would test ads, of course, test different like photos, test images, uh, test headlines, test captions and all of that. But I would say test out doing ads. Okay. So for the ads, I do want to convert. Mm -hmm. So I do want sales. So what would you recommend for me to do maybe on my website stuff so that I can get the sales from the ads? Mm -hmm. Um, I would look at your website and pretend that you are not the owner of the website, right? Mm -hmm. Pretend that you heard about this brand, you really like the messaging, you went on there, and is the website easy to navigate? Is it really obvious, you know, what should be purchased? If fall is coming up, maybe you have some messaging mm -hmm. about, like, you know, grab one crew neck and get the second one 50% off. Like, mm -hmm. fall is coming, bundle up with blah, blah, blah. So make the website also relevant to what people are looking for, what's going on, you know, in different seasons. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say one thing that I think a lot of entrepreneurs can do better is to um, experience their brand as if they were the consumer to see how they can make it better. Mm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I like that. Um, so one thing that I'm currently trying to figure out is retainers and like subscriptions. Mm -hmm. um, how do I go about go about it? Should it be specific like okay, you get this amount of videos edited and you have these amount of thumbnails that you can get created. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that being said, should I do set that standard or should it be like unlimited, but you can only send one thing at a time? Hmm. <laughs> nah, you know, I don't like, I, I don't love unlimited. Yeah. Um, what is your monthly revenue goal? My monthly revenue, I would say, 10K is like the small minimum, okay. but I really would like to reach like 20K, honestly. Okay. And how many people are you working with right now? Ooh, currently. Um, a lot, huh? Yes. Currently, it's like I wrote it down. Um, it was like well over 30. Um, and the consistent ones is really like six or seven or gotcha. 10 at minimum. The consistent ones. What's the... Who's, who's your highest paying client? When I say who, I don't mean like the actual person, but I mean mm -hmm. like... What's what are they paying? Uh, what are they they paying? So per month, per month um, I haven't figured that out just yet. Honestly, okay. um, they pretty much when they have events and stuff or they need packages for on top of the thumbnails that we do, they're also having flyers and stuff um, done. Gotcha. I would say the roughly output as of right now before the price change um, is currently like a thousand twelve hundred. Got you. I would definitely work on getting clients to pay you between fifteen to twenty five hundred a month. Okay. Um, and I think you could get close to that twenty five hundred with content management or YouTube management. But if you can get five solid people to pay you fifteen to twenty five hundred a month, I think you're going to feel a lot less pressure, and mm. you're going to be happy in terms of the money at least you know starting out. So For that is sure. the first thing. I <clears throat> my expertise is teaching my clients like. Of course, the messaging, how to communicate the value, but for the purpose of getting high ticket clients, right? Mm. So I teach my clients, how do you get high ticket clients and then figure out a system for the low ticket stuff? Right. So before we even start hiring people to do, you know, $100 graphics here and there, it's like, <laughs> do I even have like high paying clients that I know are going to be paying me consistently? And then I can get somebody to deal with, deal with the 200, 300, you know, $400 clients. So okay. I would say if you can get your staple six clients 1500 to 2500 a month okay. 
okay. and you're like, okay, I feel solid about this. You know, I'm making between ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month. I want to, you know, scale to twenty to twenty five, and I'm okay with doing it with three hundred or five hundred dollar packages. And you delegate those three to five hundred dollar packages. Okay, cool. That definitely works. Thank you. You're welcome. So I wanted to know, as far as my target audience goes, I know who they are, uh, but most of the people. Well, yeah, most of the people that are my target audience that I've worked with already, I've met them in person. Mm -hmm. And so now with, I guess, yeah, with me moving to the ready-to-wear space, I feel like uh, since my goal is to reach more people, mm -hmm. I will have to do that virtually. So what can I do to find the woman that I explained? What, what are some ways that you think I could find that target audience online in a better way? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, when it comes to online, I think about what I would do in person and how I translate that to the online mm, space, right? I like that. So usually in person, you're likely going to be meeting these women, I would assume, like at conferences, yeah, at brunches, exactly. the uh -huh. places that they are spending time. So then you want to ask yourself, like, where are they spending time online? I like um, that. And then market yourself there. And then I think also consider, like, okay, maybe the customer is not the only person I need to be targeting. Maybe I need to be having conversations with wardrobe stylists. Maybe I need to be having conversations with um, people who work with, you know, seven-figure yeah. earners, six-figure earners, so that way they can refer you. I like so that. just consider your overall network of, like, how, how can I reach these women also through relationships? I like that. That's good. <laughs> awesome. How are you naming your clothes right now? Cause, so you have dresses and pants, right? Um, yeah, so the pants are the first piece that comes out of my ready-to-wear collection, but it'll mm -hmm. be blouses and stuff as, like, the year goes on that I add. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yes, yeah, so my for my custom service, that is gowns only. Okay. And then uh, for the ready-to-wear, the first thing that's coming out is the pants. I call them Jayo jeans, though. Gotcha. Okay. I was thinking if it feels in alignment with your brand, like even naming, you know, your pieces, right? So that could go part of mm. your, your messaging, like, okay. you know, I don't know, find a fancy name, like meet Giselle, you know, yeah. Giselle is super confident. She's this, she's that. I like and that. you're describing Giselle, but you're really describing the pant, right? Like she, she, she shows up in a room and she gets all the attention. She's confident with who she is. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she's high quality. She has standards. So we're describing Giselle, but we're describing the pant. So that way people are, are associating this luxury woman with the piece that you're selling that's good and to add on um when you were talking to yanni earlier when she asked about community i have been also trying to figure out how can i build community around my fashion brand just because like gucci has a community you know and i was thinking on a smaller scale i know events that i could do that i think my community whenever I get one, what they would be interested in. Like if I did um, like women's retreats and then did like a couture photo shoot, like I just imagine seeing like a bunch of beautiful black women in all these couture gowns and we mm -hmm. do like a cool photo shoot together or something. But that would be like later once the community is established. Mm -hmm. But I guess how could I, yeah, like well, how could I start forming a community for a luxury fashion brand? Because I don't feel like even what I just mentioned, I don't think that's something Gucci would do, you know? Mm. And so. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, my mind went to something around like nonprofits or doing like mm. something back for the community. I 
think that rich and wealthy people really, because they're not after money at this point, yeah. they're really after recognition. Yeah. And so they want to be a part of something where they're going to be recognized, right? So if you're doing some type of like nonprofit or you're doing some type of gala or something like that, and of course, like oh, getting Oh, a Jail Gala. That would be that nice. Would be nice. Yep. That, that would be, be really nice. nice. I think you should do that. Yeah, like that, that would be really nice. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Yeah, I love that. No, for real. So I like what you were telling Jada about storytelling through content. What are some ways you think I should do it for my Christian streetwear brand? Mm-hmm. Like just spreading my brand message and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, what is your story? Like, why is, you know, why is this important to you? Why is getting closer to God and operating your purpose closer to you? For me, because... That's how, well, before I gave my life to God, I was just on a blank path. Mm-hmm. And then um, I knew that there was something in me. And once I gave my life to God and started growing it, then he showed me. And after he showed me, I started living in my purpose. Then it ma- started making me feel more like, not important, but like more fulfilled knowing that I'm doing what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that when, uh, when other young adults do what they're called to do, it'll help put them on a better path. Like, you know, help them live better and you know walk more wisely literally yeah i like that walk more wisely i like that and why streetwear um because i feel like everybody i feel like my community likes streetwear Mm -hmm. um literally that's why yeah okay i like you know doing some type of play on like you know what path they're on especially because it is streetwear so Mm -hmm. maybe like um, you know, the road to this or a path to wisdom or a path to whatever, a path to fulfillment mm-hmm. um, versus the path to nowhere. And I think telling that story, right? So it's like my life before was a path to confusion, a path to destruction, a path to whatever word that's in alignment mm-hmm. with what you would say. And then talking about like, now I'm on a path to this, like here are the things that I feel, here are the things that I experience. Um, you know, the type of person who wears these type clothes believes in being on a better path they believe in finding their purpose they believe in you know experiencing fulfillment Mm. so I usually I really try to like build community and um, align my messaging with where the person wants to be one thing that I have my clients do with their messaging is I have them describe where their client is slash doesn't want to be and where their client wants to go and we create messaging around that Mm -hmm. so for you it's going to be like the path to nowhere more confusion for your clients it's or for your customers where they want to be is like feeling fulfillment feeling closer to god feeling more clear Mm -hmm. um, feeling like they have wisdom feeling less confused so we want to kind of create those um those analogies and those differences so when people are choosing your brand they're choosing the after Okay, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Okay, so this is my last question. Um, I guess we all talk about community. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, how do I convey my message and how do I identify my target audience? Is it the client or is it other designers? Um, as everyone was speaking, I was picturing like doing workshops where other creatives, photographers, designers, we all come together and we just see how we can all improve. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, just figuring out how to convey my message in order to build a community. Right. I mean, you can do that. I would just ask, like, you know, what is your goal with that? Uh, Do you just simply want community? You want to be around other creator friends because designers aren't, excuse me, necessarily your 
your ideal customer, right? Like right. designers aren't the ones paying you. So you would just need to be clear, like, am I building a community for the sake of like, you know, I just don't want to be lonely as a designer or do I want to build a community of people who would eventually be paying me? So I would mm. get really clear on that. Um, and then also just getting clear on your message. You know, you did mention potentially doing YouTube management. So if you want to go in that lane, you know, definitely make sure you're studying how YouTube is working. You're studying the best shows. You're studying the best podcasts, how people are writing their descriptions, how people are writing their titles. Obviously, you already have a level of expertise in that because of, you know, people trust you with their, you know, their, their, um, the graphics, you yeah. know, for their show. So if you want to attract more clients who are coming to you for just beyond the graphic, but they, you want them to trust you as the expert for like YouTube growth and podcast growth on YouTube, then you want to start dialing in your message more so on that. So then okay. maybe what you'll do is instead of just going live or having a reel about like, here's an example of a, you know, a graphic I created, show why you did it. Like I used this color because of this. I used this photo because of this. So now mm -hmm. it's it's showing the genius behind your talent versus just the talent. Okay, cool. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Um, I feel like you didn't answer all my questions. Yes, yeah, you got <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> So I was trying to think, can I make up another question? But I really think, yeah, like you answered everything that I have for real. Like, oh, good. So, yeah, um, but thank you. Thank you. Yes, I love it. Yeah, you're so welcome. We are so welcome. super excited to implement everything. Oh, Most definitely. So we have like, um, out of everything that you shared with us, what do you believe would be the most actionable step to take right now yeah um as soon as we you know get done yeah one actionable step for each of us yeah, okay individually what do you think i'm gonna tell you because you and i have already had a call like a year ago and um you would tell me more so just getting the systems in place mm -hmm. as far as like you know the management as far as you know getting people to manage talking to a client that was the main thing that you had talked to me um okay last time and then of course just creating those subscriptions the retainers and all of that stuff gotcha yeah the main thing is create a package where a client can pay you 15 to 2500 dollars a month right. and get six clients to commit to that okay so that way you're hitting your your 10 to 15k goal starting out and then build systems for the others you don't need you really don't need systems to manage six people. Right. You do, but it's so small. You need systems right now because you have a bunch of low ticket people. Right. Yeah. You can eliminate the headache of having to waste time creating mm -hmm. systems if you just had six solid clients mm -hmm. paying you what you wanted to be paid. Okay, cool. So I would say create a solid package for that. And, you know, I don't know your relationship with your clients, but you will have to communicate that like new package or price increase. And that's where your messaging about YouTube management and growth is going to come in. Mm -hmm. Right. So somebody is used to just paying you like four hundred dollars a month just for thumbnails. And you go to them and say, hey, you know, I created this package is fifteen hundred dollars a month. You have to now be responsible for communicating. You know, you've been doing such a good job with your show. I've been enjoying creating the graphics. I had a chance to watch some of your videos, but I've noticed you've had the same amount of subscribers for the past three months. Mm -hmm. I want to work with you to help you grow that. Most so now you have to that. start selling yourself and, you know, positioning yourself as a YouTube growth expert. Got it. I like that. And what you said kind of reminds me of how um, I've heard Donnie's story a couple times, but she'll talk about how the moment she started increasing her prices, oh, yeah. she went to her clients multiple times telling yeah. them, like, okay, we're going from 500 to whatever, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so it's it's just the same thing. And she actually had clients 
who still stayed throughout that whole time of her, like every price increase. So like just how she was talking to you about your, your brand message and everything. If people really, if your clients, the, the clients that see your value, they won't have a problem staying with you yeah. as you right. like increase those prices. I recently um, had that. So I've been like all the last month in August, I was, you know, telling people, okay, I'm making changes now. Um, mm -hmm. We need a standard. We need structure. Um, and so they've been really excited. They're like, oh, I get to use more of your creativity now because mm. you won't be working with so many people. So yes. people have been really excited That's about it. that. They want more access to you. So it's like, hey, I can only work with six clients per month. I want you to be one of them. Here's mm. what that would look like. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. All right. What do you think I would tell you your, your one thing should be? Mm. I feel like I asked a lot about community. Mm -hmm. So maybe... I don't know. I would say something that stuck out to me a lot was the, um, the th I like the themed or the topic calls each month. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah, I definitely think um, continuing to build community, uh, doing calls, going live, whatever it is, and even finding a way like to get them excited about purchasing this stuff, right? So even if you're like, hey, we're doing our call, make sure you wear the blah, blah, blah hoodie to the next call. We're going to take a group photo. Like, nobody wants to be the person oh, on the call that doesn't cool. have on, you know, the, the sweatshirt. So I like that. incorporate your product into the community. Okay. I like that. I like That's that a lot. Fire. That would be fire. Yep. Yes. All right. <laughs> and then you. Well, we already know what your next thing is, but tell me what you think I'm going to say. Uh, I think... <laughs> The first question that you answered about basically modeling what I see. Mm -hmm. So looking at Gucci and and seeing what are they doing with their their uh, their marketing and yep. stuff like that and see how can I translate in translate that into my business. Yes, for sure. And then if you are going to do, you know, those reels or that campaign. Definitely like going to do that. Yeah. Yes. So I would say, you know, maybe select five women and then tell their stories in a way of like, how do you set yourself apart? Have them, of course, in the pants, have close-ups yeah. of it, show them zipping it up, show them trying it on in the mirror, feeling really confident. So I just look at like, when I think about marketing, I think about what is the campaign that I want to do? Mm -hmm. So that is, that might mm -hmm. be the you know, the five part set apart uh, campaign, right? You I might like have that. Your, um, you might have your path to, you know, fulfillment campaign mm -hmm. or whatever, yeah. where people okay. are like, I want to feel fulfilled this month. Okay, I'm making sure I show up to the Bible study. I'm buying the, you know, the hoodie that says fulfillment or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we just want to create campaigns around what we do because that's going to build the community and the buy in. Okay. I like that. I think that'll be cool just because, um, People like to see themselves in a brand. So me incorporating those women into my launch over the next six weeks. Mm -hmm. Other women, well, one, they're following who probably has more women like them mm -hmm. are going to see, oh, this is dope. Let me go check out this brand's page. Yeah. And then they're going to see other women who are similar. So they'll be like, oh, these women who I, I, I identify as similar to, they support this brand. So let me check out this brand, brand too. So I think that'll be really cool. So I got to make some calls. Yes. Yeah. See who I can get. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say is have a wait list, you know, before mm. you officially launch. That's something I always tell people to do. We don't want to just assume people are going to buy our stuff because they liked, you know, a post. That or is they good. Started following yes. us, but like <laughs> get their emails. So you have a list of people that you can sell directly to. I like that. So my goal for since I wanted to launch this month. 
my goal was to just start getting my name everywhere. So mm-hmm. I've been talking to stylists. Uh, I got some stuff confirmed for New York Fashion Week. I uh, just got some oh, somebody nice. just reached out for the VMAs. So I just really want this whole month. You just see my yeah. brand everywhere so right, people can right. come back to my page. But I actually really like what you just said about the wait list because really let that wait list build up. Mm-hmm. And then once it gets to a certain point, uh, let people buy. But, yeah. okay, my question about that. Now do you have a question. <laughs> okay, so I've, I've been telling people to join my email list. Mm-hmm. But they still don't know everything about the pants yet because I just started sending out emails to the mm-hmm. uh, to my email list. Mm-hmm. So do I create the wait list once they know this is the cost and this is how many weeks it'll take for them to get it? Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. guess, yeah, how do I do the wait list I would thing? create your wait list and basically say, like, it's a VIP list. Um, let them know a little bit about the brand, right? So okay. you're like, okay, this is the brand for, you know, wealthy women who are set apart or think highly of themselves or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's a uh-huh. sexier way to describe yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically saying, like, you know, launching, you know, October 2023 or launching September 2023. Yeah. And maybe saying, like, you know, our first drop will only go out to, you know, the first 50, you know, okay, customers. Yeah. So that way it feels exclusive. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. Um, I have one more question. For the- <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me. Let me You've been dropping the gems <laughs> for sure. Y'all, she know her stuff. She definitely right. know her stuff. <laughs> um, for the wait list, how do you, because I know since for my brand, before I drop, I create, um, I have people sign up too before mm-hmm. I drop because mm-hmm. I close my website. Yeah. Are you supposed to be sending emails out like, frequently up until the drop or do you just send an email out when it drops no you should send emails out um before it drops so that's just called nurturing okay. so mm-hmm. it's like we want to build anticipation where people are like waiting for it because when people join the list they're gonna immediately forget they join the list mm. like yeah. 20 minutes after because mm. our minds are just so distracted right. so our job with marketing is to make sure we are top of mind for people we're building anticipation they're like itching for the drop even like with Apple, when they do um, their Apple events and they're telling us when stuff is coming, then we they do the Apple event to tell us the features. Then we see commercials and then it opens up, you know, for us to yeah. buy or for the pre-sales and all yeah. of that. So we're consistently being nurtured. So you want to do the same thing. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Awesome. No, My question sure. answered. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really good. Awesome. Right, um, you want to share your Instagram and stuff so that they can... Go to your Instagram. And sure. Where can work in? with you and yes. stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Maya Elias, M-A-Y-A-E-L-I-O-U-S, or at Built to Impact. Built to Impact. Thank you. Thank you, Maya Licious. We appreciate you. Um, so no yeah, if y'all it. want more episodes like this where we're talking about our businesses, how we can grow and scale mm-hmm. and execute on this, you can tune in for more stuff. We post these every month. So yep. um, each month we'll be going through our growth process and all of that stuff. Exactly. So, so also, oh. I was just gonna say and also comment down below something that was shared that you're going to execute on your business Mm -hmm. so y'all can stay in tune with what we're doing as well definitely um and just yeah y'all can hold us accountable so everything that we learned um we'll come back next month and y'all will see if we did it or not but yeah just come on this journey with us and thanks for watching y'all make sure y'all like um subscribe and also stream on spotify 
and Apple Podcasts. I remember yes. this time. Yeah. You can find the vlogs and all of that stuff. Yes. Growing Pains Pie, the Instagram, yep. TikTok, all that stuff. So we appreciate y'all yes. for yes. pulling up. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Bye, y'all. Bye, Bye y'all. Let's get it. <laughs>